0: Thanks for tuning in to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. It would mean the world to us if you could help us spread the gospel message of Jesus by subscribing to, sharing, and leaving a review on this podcast. We are believing to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. Thanks and enjoy this week's message. The title of this message will be called Three Types of Deliverances. Three Types of Deliverances. I want to share today that every person is delivered. Some people are delivered to their enemy and some are delivered from their enemy. But they're delivered. In fact, before we see God delivering people from their enemies, we see many scriptural references of God delivering people to their enemies. So everyone is going to be delivered. We do have to choose the right deliverance. Instead of being delivered to our enemy, God wants to deliver us from our enemy. And then one more deliverance is God wants to deliver the enemy to us. That's pretty much my sermon. Let's just stand up and pray. In Judges chapter 2, verses 11, 12, 13 and 14. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. I want you to mark this. It wasn't the Gentiles. It wasn't people who did not know god it was the children of israel so this is referring to people who have a relationship with their god when the children of israel let's just say another word when the children of god did evil in the sight of the lord and served the Baals, and they forsook the lord their god the god of their fathers who brought them out of the land of Egypt and they followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were around them and they bowed down to them and they provoked the Lord to anger they forsook the Lord and served Baal and other gods and verse 14 the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel so he delivered them into the hands of plunderers who despoiled them And he sold them into the hands of their enemies all around so that they could no longer stand before their enemies. And this is not the only time when the scripture tells that if we flip to chapter 6 of Judges verse 1. The children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord so the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years we can see the same thing in second kings chapter 17 verse 20 where the lord was rejected and then he allowed the people to be afflicted and then he delivered them to plunderers it's all throughout the scripture where when the people of god get complacent they go into compromise and from compromise they develop chains which becomes cycles it's pretty much how the book of Judges and the whole nation of Israel is is the children of Israel become complacent compromise chain and then cycle and then praise be to God because the children of Israel it doesn't end with a cycle it ends with a cry it ends with desperation it ends with and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord And the children of Israel cried out to God. And of course, the God who delivered them into their enemies went in and started delivering them from their enemies. When we offend God, when we betray God, when we continuously, I'm not talking about a moment of weakness, I'm not talking about we fall trip as a righteous people, I'm not talking about that. When we abandon our relationship with the Lord and we consciously do things that are evil in His sight, we ignore our conscience we continuously serve Baals. Baals have different names today they're different things today that we serve that we worship we constantly bow not before the lord but like you see how when we use the phone we bow act of worship we don't have Baals today we have television sets we have football, we have sports, we even have families, we just have things that the Baal was just simply a statue. You can have a statue in your house but when you begin to worship that, for example a lot of us have decor in our house but you don't worship that decor. So there are things in life we can enjoy and use but when we begin to worship those things when we begin to give our affection to those things whether it's money whether it's work whether it's certain pleasures and they in return don't just become things that we worship they become the things that captivate us they becomes that become the things that capture us they become the things that plunder us dispossess us they become the things that hurt us and bring us pain and suffering and that is the word that scripture uses the lord delivers them into their hands and the hands of their enemies now when i studied that i was thinking well that's great that's old testament but does the bible say anything similar of that in the new testament and in romans chapter 1 verse 24 in fact a little bit earlier verse 21 it says because they knew god because although they knew god the word knew god there is the same word that adam knew his wife it's talking about an intimate Experimental, experimental, like when you experience it. This is not just new about God. These people knew God intimately. This is not talking about the world. This is talking about God's people because they knew God. But I want you to notice that it didn't, the new indicates the past. New indicates not consistent current right now. New indicates it happened sometime, maybe 10 years ago, 5 years ago that I had a relationship with God. Because they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful. They became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became foolish and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made by corruptible man, like birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Verse 24, watch this. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature instead of the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26 repeats the same thing. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. So first, He gave them up to uncleanness. Secondly, He gives them up to vile passions. Instead of ruling their passions, now they are imprisoned with their passions. Even their women exchange the natural use for what is against the nature. So this is talking about lesbianism. Verse 27, likewise also men leaving the natural use of the women burned in their lust for one another and men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. Speaks of homosexuality. So for those of you who are like, well God doesn't talk about homosexuality. It's not in the Bible. Bible tells us to love one another. Let let me just stop for a minute and tell you the difference between the culture and Christianity is one simple difference when it comes to sexuality. Culture says love is God. Bible says God is love. That's the difference. We we submit our passions to the principles of God's Word. The culture has their passions as their principle. Today it's man with man, woman with woman. Tomorrow it's going to be a man with a child and there's nothing you can do about that. Why? Because when you make your passion your principle, you're unstoppable. It's going to be bestiality is going to be legalized. The insects is going to be legalized and you may say well that's wrong. If you think it's not wrong for a man to sleep with a woman and call that love because we should give everyone their space. Why should we stop a man who wants to live and sleep with their horse or the sheep? They love loving. If love becomes God then love decides what's right what's wrong. As Christians we have a God who decides what's wrong and what's right and this God is love. Can somebody say amen? amen. Our passions are regulated by our principles. Our passions are not our principles. The Bible says to guard your vessel control your passions we don't let our passions imprison and control us and so this is what the bible says this is not being hate hateful this is not being homophobic this is not being disrespectful to the humanity of other people this is we just have two different gods at war one god is the creator of heaven and the earth who designed our bodies in a particular way and he says when you violate my creation this is what happens he says you will receive penalty in your own body that's exactly what happens with homosexuality. There's a penalty right away comes into their own body. You cannot legislate that out of the system that God created it in. You can make it legal. It's still the body penalizes you because that's what the scripture said. I understand I'm gonna lose some of you but I gotta stick with the word. This is was written 2,000 years ago before this was normal before this was legal and before saying anything against it couldn't get me flagged on YouTube or on Facebook the scripture says God gave them up and verse 28 even as they did not retain see this again retain meaning they knew God before didn't retain they didn't upkeep they did not maintain their relationship with the Lord You can't live on yesterday's manna. Even though they did not retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do things which are not fitting and so on. So I want you, how do you get delivered to the devil? In Romans chapter 1, we see pretty much very simple four things. One is when you know God, but you don't worship Him as God. When you have a relationship with God, but have absolutely no reverence for God you know God but you don't have worship of God you don't have and you don't maintain a relationship with God now the beautiful part is that we have to only surrender the Lord is the one that maintains us amen this is not a we don't get saved by grace and then we live by works no but we, we choose to stay Jesus says abide in the vine yes it's his it's of grace but you still have a choice because being in God's kingdom is not like being in cartel where you can't get out Or if you do, you're going to get shot. There's still a choice. This is not a prison. Otherwise, it will not be of love. The second way that we get delivered to the devil, everything starts with this, is when you know God, but you don't treat Him as God. You don't have reverence for God. It leads to all the rest of the three things. The second one is this, is when we begin to exchange the truth for a lie. When you lose your worship, you will always lose your truth. When you lose your reverence, God's Word no longer becomes the standard of truth. It's what CNN says, what Fox News says, what the culture says, what's popular, what's trendy, what can get you more likes and you begin to adjust your truth to what's relevant in the culture. When you lose reverence, you will always seek to stay relevant. They exchange the truth. When you lose worship, after that you lose truth and when you lost truth, you're gone. It doesn't matter how many Christian bumper stickers you have and what Christian t-shirt you wear. When you lost your worship and you lost your truth. The third thing is you exchange the glory. Glory of God is no longer your passion but guess what you exchange the glory for? The image. Watch our culture today. Everything is about image. It's not the glory of God. It's the image of man. What is Instagram? It's image. It's all about the image. The image I maintain. The image I keep. The image that I protect. The everything becomes about the image. So now I live my life not to know the glory and to live for His glory. I live my life for influence and I live my life for images. This Romans chapter 1, I always contributed to some of those bad people. I read it many times. I found myself in every verse. I said, I'm in danger of this. To live for God's glory, we have to seek His glory like Moses. Show me your glory. But when we lose the sight of God's glory, we will never bring Him glory. And guess what happens? We will live for our image. How's my photos? How's my appearance? How, how do I look in front of my friends? How do I compare with this and with that guy? It becomes about the image. You exchange the glory for the image. First we forsake our worship, then we forsake our truth, and then we forsake the glory. And the third thing is this, is he says, you profess to be wise when you're full. Meaning you still keep the pretense game. You still keep pretending someone you are not. Meaning you still keep the mask. You still keep the facade. You still keep the what's happening on the outside. So because you still don't, don't want to, you, you don't want to appeal as a person who lost their faith. So you still keep the facade. You profess but no longer possess. You become an actor, a hypocrite. Meaning you're one and one said, You're another person in real life. What happens when that, when you get, when you and I get delivered to the devil? three things we get delivered to we see in romans chapter one number one is we get delivered to uncleanness the scripture says here we get delivered to uncleanness number two we get delivered to passions and number three we get delivered to the based mind uncleanness it's talking about our body passions it's talking about our passions and three is talking about our mind and if i could summarize our culture today it's these three things they're in bondage of your body becomes your idol your passion becomes your prison and your mind becomes the control scripture tells us we need to control our mind but when you deliver to your enemy your mind controls you the scripture tells us we control our passions but when you deliver to the enemy your passions imprison you the scripture tells us that with our body we worship God Our body came from dirt, it will return to dirt, but the Lord will resurrect it one day and make it glorious. But our body is not our idol. But in the world that we live in today, that, that is delivered to the enemy, their body is their idol. It's about what the body wants and what the body craves. So the first deliverance that we need to repent from, that we need to run away from, is deliverance into the enemy. Deliverance to the enemy. You may say but God would never allow us to be delivered. The scripture clearly states in all the verses I've read, it wasn't the devil that delivered us, it was God. You may say but what if you're a Christian and you get delivered like that? Do you still lose your salvation? I don't believe so. Because Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 5, he says I delivered such one to Satan. But the interesting part what he said there is that deliver such one to Satan for destruction of his flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. As a child of God, I'm talking about a born-again Christian who begins to trade his worship, who begins to commit idolatry. I believe God in his mercy delivers us to the enemy so that we can get whipped, beaten, plundered, bruised, beaten up, broken heart. We lose our mind we lose our freedom because that is all it's going to take for us to wake up and say God help me because one thing the sin makes us is makes us heart callous it makes our heart proud it makes our heart hard and nothing breaks the heart when life falls apart Yes, it's painful. Yes, it's why are you doing this to me, God, and everything. But what it does is the conviction begins to come and you realize, man, but I'm an idolater. You realize that I I serve my passions. You realize that, man, I made an image out of my body and I worship that image instead of the glory of God. Help me, God. And when you begin to cry out, the Bible says, though the flesh got beaten, your spirit is still saved and God comes to rescue you. Amen. So the first deliverance is when god delivers us to the enemy the second deliverance is when god delivers us from the enemy in chronicles the famous verse that we all remember second chronicles chapter 7 verse 13 when i shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people so this is talking about bondage meaning god is allowing heaven to be closed, God is allowing locusts, speaks of like demons and the enemy to devour our land and send pestilence among our people. God says pretty much if I allow you to be delivered to certain things because you forsook me, because you turned your back on me, because you stopped worshiping me, you ignored my truth and God says if that happens, I want you to get this across us today. Being delivered by God into the hand of their enemy is not God disowning you, it's God dispossessing you displacing you not disowning and then it says this if my people they're delivered into pestilence they're delivered into captivity they're delivered into drought but he says still my people meaning they did not get disowned they did not get relationship God's love and mercy didn't stop if my people in drought closed heaven being eaten by locusts being eaten by pestilence if my people God says the same God who delivers you into the enemy is ready to deliver you from your enemy. Is ready to deliver you from your demons. Is ready to deliver you from your struggle. Is ready to deliver you from homosexuality, from lesbianism, from transgenderism. Come on, somebody. If my people, and look what it says, if my people do what? Humble themselves. Let me tell you how to be delivered, humble yourself. You can't be cute and be delivered. You can't remain, keep your image and be delivered. You got to get desperate and God says if you're proud you can't get delivered. I don't want to manifest, you can't get delivered. Oh but I don't, what do people will think? You have to choose, do you want people's opinions or your freedom? God says if you're in shroud, if pestilence is eating you, He says humble yourself when you get rid of your pride when you get rid of your ego when you get rid of your self-entitlement when you get rid of what will they think about me God says you're ready for deliverance humble yourself but I don't want to tell that person that I'm struggling with that what will they think what if I lose my job humble yourself if you want to be free I'm giving a simple recipe humility if my people humble themselves and they pray begin to pray oh but I need to go to a prayer line prayer line helps But you know that God can deliver you if you pray. When you're in drought, you don't pray. But when you want to be delivered, you need to pray. That means five o'clock in the morning, you need to pray. If you are bound to alcohol, if you are bound to some sexual immorality, if you are bound to perversion, if you are bound maybe to drinking, perhaps you are bound to cursing, maybe you are bound to nightmares or something and you're like, man, I felt like God gave me up. Humble yourself and begin to pray. Set your clock early and begin to seek the Lord's face. Why? There is power in prayer. God says, if you call upon me, I will deliver you. I will deliver you if you call upon me I will deliver you if my people humble themselves and pray oh but I love this and not just pray but seek my face you were seeking the face of your boss you were seeking the approval of your wife you were seeking the approval of your ex-boyfriend you were seeking the approval of the culture but God says seek the pleasantness of my face seek the smile on my face seek my face and then God says begin to turn away from your sin Meaning the sins that you can turn away from. But God, I need you to deliver me. No, 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 my friend. You can cancel that relationship. You can cancel that subscription. You can unplug that TV. You can remove that. You can do it yourself through the conviction of God. Turn from their evil ways. Four steps. Humble yourself. Pray. Seek my face. And turn away from your evil ways. When you do these four things, God says, then this is what I'm going to do. I will hear. I will hear your cry. God says I will forgive you. I promise to forgive you. I won't fight you back. I won't revenge. I will forgive. I will wipe your slate clean and God says not only I'm gonna set you free I will heal your land. I'll begin to heal your life. It might not happen overnight, it might not happen in one week but God says I'm going to start restoring the very things the locust has eaten, the pestilence has eaten, homosexuality has eaten, your anger has eaten, your drunkenness has eaten, maybe your judgmentalism has eaten, maybe your pornography has eaten, the things that it has eaten. God says I will not only hear, not only forgive but God says I will begin to heal your real estate, your land. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Give us this day our daily bread. Lead us not into temptation and then it says this and deliver us from evil one. That means it's possible to call him your father and be needing deliverance. It's possible to be my people but prayerless, proud, and living compromised life but then pestilence eats things up maybe it's in the mind because God gave that up maybe it's the passions that are ruining you because God gave you up to it maybe it's your body that is causing you pain because you're drawing identity from it because God gave you up to it and now you're saying God I humble myself God I pray God I seek your face God I turn away from the wicked ways and God will deliver you from the evil one can somebody say amen and the last thing not only God delivers us to our enemies, God delivers us from our enemies. And the last thing that, and we talk a lot about a Hungry Gen, it's pretty much like our, our DNA, is when God delivers your enemies to you. In Genesis fourteen twenty, it says, Blessed be God who delivered your enemies to your hand when God delivers you from your enemy, He removes you from your enemy as far as possible. When He delivers your enemy to you, He'll actually bring them close to you. He will just strip their power from them and give that power to you. Joshua ten nineteen. for the Lord your God has delivered them into your hand. It's interesting. God didn't deliver Joshua from their enemy in the promised land. He delivered the enemy to Joshua. Pre-packaged Amazon Prime right at the front door. God packaged the whole thing and God says I've given you authority. I've given you power. I want you to unpack that and I want you to rule and have dominion over the enemy. In Luke chapter 10 verse 19, Jesus did not say I will deliver you from the enemy. He says I will package the enemy and I will put it in front of your door. Behold, I give you authority to trample upon scorpions and snakes and nothing by no means will hurt you. That is not being delivered from the enemy. That's the enemy being packaged and put at the front door of your life so that you can rule and so you can exercise your God-given dominion. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 16 verse 20, it says, God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The Bible doesn't say God of peace will remove Satan. It says it will crush Satan under your feet. There are enemies God will deliver you from. There are enemies God will deliver to you. I'm not talking about you being delivered to the enemy because of your sin and complacency. I'm talking about because God deems you worthy. God deems you and God wants to train you where he will do what Jesus did to the paralyzed man. He didn't just heal him. He said, rise, pick up your mat and walk. He didn't say just rise up and run. He says that thing that carried you, I give you power to carry it. That thing that kept you, that thing you relied on, that thing which was your bed, that thing which was your crutches, that thing which you always went to as a source of comfort. Jesus says I am healing you from that. I am delivering you from that. But not only that, I'm giving that to you. Carry that thing with pride as a testimony that I am not who I used to be. This is not who I am. Jesus Christ the Son of the Living God through His Spirit by His blood has delivered me and not only that He restored me to my original position. When God blessed Adam and Eve He says be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. God is in a business of restoring men to that original position. The Lord is not just interested to deliver us from our enemies when we cry out when we humble ourselves seek his face and turn away from our sin the Lord is in the business of delivering our, delivering our enemy to us maybe it's insecurity maybe it's fear maybe it's nightmares maybe it's the spirit of unforgiveness that you were delivered from but it seems not leaving your front porch what if I am to tell you that God sent it what if I am to tell you to stop asking God to deliver you from it if it's on the front porch and say Lord thank you I'm above this thank you this is under my feet thank you Lord these thoughts are being subject to Christ right now Thank you Lord. I'm putting this nightmare under the blood of Jesus. It's not coming back. And if it is coming back, it knows where it will go the next morning. It will go under the blood until it would lose its power over my life. Listen, God will deliver you from some enemies but there will be enemies God will send to you for you to have authority over. Have authority over them. Walk in dominion during this season. Walk in your power during this time. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's message. If you like what you've heard, you can find more of this great content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and even Pinterest. In other words, we would love to connect with you for the latest and greatest info on all conferences and internships. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.